Welcome to On Target, the podcast helping software sales leaders drive more pipeline and close transformational deals. I'm your host, Alex Elaine. Let's get into it. Welcome to another installment of On Target. It's great to have you here. Now, this week, we're going to be experimenting with a new series type. So this is all going to be about my primed pod excellence framework, which I've spoken about before, both on the newsletter and also on the podcast. And what we're going to do is we're going to take each of the letters. So, of course, P for pipeline, O for operational and D for deal. And we're going to tackle each of these pillars one by one, starting off by looking at each of the subtopics that sit under each pillar. And we're just going to dive deep, spend some minutes going into more detail to give you more of my perspective on of each of these individual topics. So for the first week, we're going to start off with pipeline excellence. And the subtopic is hiring the best talent. Now, of course, this is a big topic. It's a very important topic and one that I'm sure is close to all of our hearts, because when you've got the right talent, that helps the machine to go much, much faster. And of course, when you've got the wrong talent, it's a one-way ticket to disastrous outcomes. So let's start to think a bit more about a bit of context around actually, why is this so important to all of us as sales leaders? Now, the way that I think about this is that you can have the best strategy, you can plan as much as you want in the world, but if you don't have the right talent, it's really like having a cog with no wheels, right? It, it just doesn't work. Talent is ultimately everything. And there's a, a prime saying that always stands out in my mind by Richard Branson, of course, who founded Virgin Airlines and all of the other Virgin brands out there. And what he often says is that the most important thing isn't actually your customers, it's your people, it's your talent, because it's your talent that actually look after your customers. And as we all know, there's that famed saying out there, which is that the customer is always right. And what Richard has done is he's really changed that paradigm by saying, actually, it's not all about the customer. It's all about your people. And that's something that's really stuck with me and been prominent to me throughout my career and and really helped me to have a real intentional focus on working to make sure that I've got a, a happy, fulfilled team that are focused and the right type of people so that actually they are primed for the mission ahead. Ultimately, you can't deliver the types of results that you want to, especially if you want to be a best-in-class leader without the right talent. So when I then start to think about this, when it came to hiring throughout my career and certainly in my most recent role as, as VP of sales at a publicly traded company, one of the things I needed to make sure that I had was clear criteria to actually underpin how I would go about making hiring decisions. And so I came up with something I call the IDEA criteria, and that's IDEA with an H on the end, easy to confuse it with IDEA, of course, without the H. So let me walk you through each letter, why it exists and why it's important. So the I in IDEA stands for intelligence. And the way that I think about intelligence can be defined partly based on whether someone has a university degree, which is just to me, a signal and a symbol of whether this person can apply learning. And to be clear, when I first came out of university, I actually dropped out and then got a degree later in life. So I'd be a big hypocrite to say it's an absolute necessity. But I did go on to get one later in life and realize that what it does is it shows you 
the ability of someone to apply learning onto a core principle. So that's one way to think about intelligence. Another is to look at that person's history, any special projects that they might have done, certain initiatives that they may have gotten involved with in the past. Were they able to show a speed of thought when they were approaching that project? Because especially when you're talking about SaaS sales roles, you need to have an aptitude, a certain level of speed of thought to understand potentially complex topics and then translate them into ways that mean something to a customer. Now, the next level uh, letter is D for drive. And when I think about drive, that's really the passion, the thing that's going to take someone and compel them to wake up every day, be hungry and enthused to go and attack their role, make those cold calls, send those emails. You want someone who's got a bit of a chip on their shoulder, who really wants to play to win every single day. So that's what we mean when we talk about the D for drive. We've then got E for experiences. And that's not to be confused for experience. There's an S on there intentionally. And what I'm talking about there is having a diverse set of experiences throughout their life, both personally and professionally. We all know that a SaaS sales career is tough, right? It's not easy. You've got to weather storms, there's highs, there's lows, there's peaks, there's troughs. So you want to look for people that have had a diverse set of experiences in their life so that it gives you confidence so that when times get tough, you know that they have seen many different movies throughout their life and they'll continue to persevere. We've then got the A, which stands for adaptability. As we all know, things move very fast in SaaS sales, right? One thing that is always constant is change. You know, one minute you've got a certain quota and that changes. Then you're going to give them a new territory and then that changes. You need people that are comfortable with change management and an ever-evolving landscape. So the A for adaptability is to make sure that you have confidence in that arena. And then finally, the H stands for hunger to learn. You want people that are coachable, that have got a desire and intrinsically value the fact that they need to learn, be in a growth environment and always want to do more. They want to take bigger steps in their career. They want that next bit of information that they can apply so that they can be better and more effective in the field. When you think about it, you know, success leaves clues. You want to get specific around how does this person think? How do they act? How do they operate? And that leads me nicely into thinking about actually sourcing that talent, right? And that's where we're going to start to move as we think about the next week's episode. And just to give you a little bit of an initial thought around that, you know, I always encourage my sourcing teams to make sure they also looked at people that had had some form of adversity in their lives. Because of that point that I mentioned around the highs and the lows within the SaaS sales space, I value people that have been through something and then they've been able to come out the other end successfully. The other aspect that I want to mention on this particular episode when it comes to hiring is to also embrace diversity of perspective and experience. So you want to encourage your sourcing teams when they think about hiring to make sure that they embrace people that have had diverse sets of experiences, backgrounds. It's something that I actually pride myself on in my last role when I was VP of sales over at a publicly traded company. And that was the fact that my sales leadership team that rolled into me, actually over 75% uh, were women. Uh, Over 75% of my entire field sales team were women, which is very rare and actually not something that you see often 
within the space in this particular era. But I was really proud of that. And not only that, we had diversity exemplified in many different ways. And that was something I was very proud of. But we also saw great advantages in that versus other teams that didn't necessarily take some of those things as seriously. And we saw better performance, better results, a more engaged culture by virtue of that. So that's something else to absolutely take note of. Now, I hope that you've enjoyed the format of this episode. I'd love your feedback. So please reach out to me on LinkedIn and let me know what you've thought. As we now think about going into next week's episode, I've already mentioned sourcing talent is really going to be the focus as we go into that. So we've today spoken about the hiring in itself, but the precursor to that is really how do you go about sourcing, finding, searching talent that really contains a lot of the ingredients that we've spoken about today. So if you've got any early perspective on that, feel free to share. That'll be the focus for next week. But again, hope that you've enjoyed it. Please do let me know your thoughts. Thanks for tuning in. Never miss a tactic or actionable insight by subscribing to On Target wherever you get your podcasts. And if you gain value from the show, I would love it if you could share it with a friend and give us a five-star review. See you next time.